The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! And hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Norbush, and this is Podcast Beyond IGN's weekly PlayStation show, episode 625. Can you believe we've been doing this? Happy New Year! Happy New Happy Year! Happy New Year! For 625 years, I think is how it works. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, we do one of these a year. Uh, no, my name is Jonathan Norbush, I'm joined this week by Max Scoville. Howdy! Lucy O'Brien. Hello! And Brian Altano. Rap, rap. Welcome, all of you, for the first episode we're recording in 2020. Not the first episode published this year, because I accidentally published uh, the episode from the end of last year. A little late. Sorry about that. But uh, this is the first episode we're recording in 2020, which means we can say the PlayStation 5 is being released this year. Yes. We are in the year of the PlayStation 5. Uh, So, of course, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, I think for this episode, we're going to sort of run down everything we do know, everything we don't know, and the things we hope we find out soon about the PS5, especially in light of the groundbreaking CES announcement from Sony, which we'll get to a little bit later in the show. Um, But I thought what we could do before we get into all of that is uh, it is the beginning of the year. This is the year the PlayStation 5 is coming out. You may be a returning listener to the show. If you are, welcome back. If you are a new listener because it's the beginning of the year and you're like, I want to know about that PlayStation before I have to buy one for me or a beloved other person I know, welcome to this show. Or you may be a lapsed person who's like, let's see if this new host is any good, even though I've been doing it for a year. You'll find out. It's fine. But I thought we could <laughs> talk fine. a little bit I about... Think you're great. Oh, thank you. I thought we could talk a little bit about what we do here, who we are. Uh, so I'm... Jonathan Dormish, I'm the senior news editor here at IGN, and I, of course, host Podcast Beyond. Uh, I've been at IGN since uh, June 2016. It's edging up on four years now, which seems like both like five minutes ago and also a lifetime, but uh, it's been a while. And I'm this is the first console launch I'll be covering like professionally, so I'm very excited to be here with all of you guys to cover this. I'm going to throw it now to Max. You keep doing that. I'm not yeah. ready. I was waiting for everyone else to go <laughs> and to fall in the swords for me. I'll throw uh, it to you last next time. Uh, I'm Max. I am a crank and a charlatan, but otherwise <laughs> amiable. Um, no, I've been working at IGN for five years and three days or something like that. Ooh. Something pretty close. Ooh. Happy birthday to me. How many um, hours? I don't know. I'm not going to do math. Uh, and what? I, this is what I've been. I've been working in games for almost 10 years now. Pretty close to. So this is weird. I was there for the 3DS launch-ish, and the Wii U launch, and the PS4 launch, and this is exciting. It's a new one. Another box. Lucy? Um, Yes, I am Lucy. I have been at IGN for, I don't even, I started in May 2012, 
I uh, used to work in the Sydney office and I moved over to the States in November. I am the executive editor of Features, which means I look after everything that's not news and reviews and um, fun up at noon style oh, yeah. stuff. I'm a, a host, by the way, <laughs> which means I'm supposed to know what to say on camera. <laughs> but I've been on vacation for two weeks and I forgot yeah. how to do that. Oh, I know. My us. brain as much as well. I've been, I've been in, in this kind of media, specialist media business for about... 12 years so I've definitely covered console launches before and I've also like worked console launches back when I was at EB Games yeah. which I worked at for many many years when I was studying so yeah it's always a fun time it's definitely more fun writing and talking about the console than selling the console trying to tell someone why they should trying buy. to tell someone why they should buy the console but I also just want to say shout out to everyone who's working in retail this year uh, and is working in retail around the holiday period because you are the real heroes yeah, That's right. this is going to be a nuttier for that. So our, our thoughts are with you. Uh, and Lucy, of course, as the audience who is returning has recently uh, come to praise you as your podcast beyond's president. Elderly, elderly Irish, Irish woman, woman. Yes. which is something that like I've really lent into now because I just like I can't fight it. I am an, like I am the resident elderly, elderly Irish woman. It is going to be on my tombstone. Yes, that's what you are now to all mm -hmm. of us. And I couldn't I, be happier yeah. about it. I think it's going to it's going to do the Borat my wife scale where it like yeah. starts out funny and then it gets really annoying and then it gets funnier than ever. Well, it's like someone's going to say it one time, well, like one time and it's just like, no one's going to laugh. Gonna piss you off. Yeah. And I'll just be like, Ooh, Hey. Yeah. Mm, and then out of nowhere, a dev at E3 is going to call you an elderly Irish <laughs> woman. And you're going to be like, I'll take that. Yeah. 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 Then somebody's not going to be in on the joke and they're going to get in a ton of trouble and we're going to be like, everyone calm <laughs> oh, it's down. Fine. It's, okay. it's going to be a whole yeah. thing. And Brian. Uh, I'm Brian Altano. I'm a host and producer. I've been working in the games industry since like 2007, IGN since 2009. I'm an OG, as they say. Uh, I've been on this show sporadically, periodically for years now, ever since the Greg Colin Clements uh, Goldfarb days up until the Max Scoville days and now the Jonathan Dornbush era. And I'll, I, don't, I guess I'll be here when other people are gone. I'm just like, I'm stuck to the chair. Uh, yeah, I'm a host producer. I talk about video games on camera for a living. I was here for pretty much all the same uh, console launches as Max, I believe. I think I missed the PS3 and Wii U by a little bit. Although I was, I was at home playing those and selling my video games to be able to afford the hosting prices for the website that would crash every time I put up a new article that got popular <laughs> when I was running my own business, which was a pain in the ass. Shout out to anybody out there trying to hustle and do all that. And eventually will pay off. I promise you. Um, and yeah, I'm incredibly excited for 2020 because we're getting brand new consoles this year. And not only is that make this an even more magical place than ever to work and to share those stories, but also to bring in a whole new generation of fans and audiences. For every new PlayStation, there's an entire new demographic of people that come in and start playing these things for the very first time. And that's like, I love that. Uh, I remember the, when the PS4 launched, there was like, it was something like 70% of PS4 owners at the time hadn't played The Last of Us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, the Sony swings big and brings in brand new people and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to meet those people. Yeah, so. it's going to be a very fun year to cover. Of course, we've been talking about the PS5. There are still also major PS4 releases coming out this year, too, that we'll be getting to in the months ahead. Um, 
But before we get to PS5, I wanted to briefly mention a couple other things that we do at the top of the show. Of course, we will talk about PlayStation News, what we're playing these days, uh, and the biggest topics sort of going on in the world of PlayStation. Uh, to highlight some of the great positivity in our community, I did want to first highlight a comment of the week. This one comes from last week's uh, episode of Beyond on YouTube from Danny Ray Jr. Danny Ray Jr. said, just want to say I love what you are doing with the show. I really enjoy it and appreciate all of you talking, uh, taking time to do it. I've been listening since episode one. And then they said a nice thing about me. Uh, you can I, say the nice thing he said about you. And they said, Jonathan, you were the best host we could have asked for. Thank you. It was very sweet. You're definitely better than the last guy. Uh, he was He was great, too. I wish I was called Denny Ray Jr. It's a good it's name. A it's a name. great name. Uh, and you one, can go to the DMV and call yourself anything. Uh, yeah, that's change true. Your name. Yeah, okay. Change it to elderly Irish woman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before that, see, also... this is where this is where the joke like <laughs> exactly. starts. Like it's it's peaked, and now it's starting it's to fall. like yeah, it's on the down I'll, downhill. I'll, ha I'll help it get there. Don't okay. Awesome. Great. Before we begin, also I wanted to mention one of the last episodes we did of the year last year sprung from a question where someone wrote in and asked we could only play one of four games coming out in 2020. Which of those four games would be the one we want to play? Uh, those were Cyberpunk 2077, Ghost of Tsushima, FF7 Remake, and The Last of Us Part Two. A bunch of you responded with your picks, especially on YouTube, uh, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. You can go and subscribe there for every new episode. And a few of the ones I wanted to read off. The Red Shadow said, Cyberpunk 2077 is the one I'm most excited for. Really excited to play the others, though, as well. But you wouldn't be allowed to in this hypothetical, but we'll allow it for now. Vine Cook said, on balance, Cyberpunk 2077, a new IP, a huge game. I guarantee it'll be bigger than the other games and more replayable. Is this kind of like, are we sort of thinking like a saw type scenario where you're in like a kind of machine and if you play one of the other games, You'll you get die. your arms chopped off? Okay. Like limb by limb. Mm -hmm. I think yes. it was Vince Co. UK. That also could be That's it. Not Vine Cook. You're right. I missed the C. <laughs> Wait, is that... Is First that... episode of the year, everyone. <laughs> what, you have an incredibly like threatening version of like the Desert Island hypothetical. I mean, you know, I'm just sort of thinking like I always like to sort of expand on hypotheticals like what do we like to, you know, evoke the situation more like I am imagining a very elaborate like, you know, head in a vice kind of thing and like arms and like you can only play one of these games and there's a jigsaw type character out in the, you know, CBT. It's a terrifying way to play video games. What about if you could only bring one to a desert island? And then what, are you you're just on... what are you going to plug it into? Exactly. My, my, like, my scenario is far the, more the likely. The Desert Island has a television. I'm not worried That's... about the infrastructure on the Desert Island <laughs> right now. <laughs> Too early in the year. Hannigan said, for me, FF7 Remake, it's my most wanted game of all time and has been since it was announced at E3 2015. I like um, to think that he hasn't actually played regular FF7. He's just like, wow, this looks great. <laughs> That's just... There's going to be like a like a significant audience there as who oh, people who play the original. They're like, well, I, it must be cool if they made it and it took this long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max, please correct me if I say any of these names wrong. Uh, Daublia, do we want to go with? Or? I think it's double A. Double A, that'll be that. All right. Beyond The Last of Us 2 because it's the only one that's a continuation of a story I've played and am invested in. So it would torture me more to not know what happens in it. And we talked a bit about that last year as well. Uh, Juan Carlos said The Last of Us 2, closely followed by Ghost of Tsushima, and Sayantin said Ghost of Tsushima, it's a new IP, and it's pretty. And that game definitely looks pretty. Mm -hmm. uh, those are definitely four big games, three of which are exclusive to PlayStation this year that we'll be covering a lot over the next weeks and months to come. I think the first one out will be FF7 mm -hmm. at the beginning of March, but there's plenty to come out uh, before then. Speaking of which, if you are a PlayStation Plus member, your free games for January are the Uncharted Collection and Goat Simulator, so definitely... 
pick up those if you can. Together at last. Yes, finally. The two are together. Uh, can't wait for that crossover game. Also, in addition to that, Dreams has gone gold. Dreams, of course, was an early access for a large part of last year. It is coming out February 14th, if that's how you want to spend your Valentine's Day or beyond. And or the it, Sonic movie. Or the Sonic movie. Those are your big choices for Valentine's big Day. So pick your date correctly. Uh, it will be released in full. Uh, if you had the early access version, you will get the full release at no additional cost. What? When did it so. leave early access? Late last year. Well, so it essentially, you can't purchase the early access version right. anymore. It's, you can uh, still it, go on it, though, if yeah, you have it. Yeah, if you have it, you can still play it, and I believe you everything just can't should get carry a, over. You can't get a full game for 30 bucks now, basically? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, but that full game has gone gold. So. I really should have jumped on that when I had the chance. Yeah. I, like, I, I tried to buy it. I was like, it's not here. I can just pre-order it. I want to <laughs> play the game now. I want to see what this... I want to see what you guys can create with that, especially once the full game is out, too, for sure. We um, actually pitched earlier uh, making games and then review, doing IGN reviews of each other's video games. That would be really fun. Yeah, With the full graphics package and everything. Yeah, I think we should amazing. make the games about each other. And then we have to Dan Stapleton Simulator 2020. <laughs> that was like the Mario Maker competition that happened. Yeah, and we had to make Mario? Made Mario for each other. I wonder why he quit. <laughs> Had a lot going on with him. Uh, but those are a few small things that have happened with PlayStation uh, in the week since we took off the show. The thing I do want to talk about, though, is the PlayStation 5. Everything we do know going into 2020, everything we don't know, what we hope we find out, and a few predictions that we may have. Um, the first thing that I want to jump off from is, of course, that CES announcement I mentioned a little earlier. The PlayStation 5 now officially has a logo. And it looks a lot like the logo for the PlayStation 4. Yes. Yeah. Showed the PS5 logo on stage. Jim Ryan came out at the Sony CES press conference. Sort of was building up. Some people weren't sure was this going to be a big thing. PlayStation did not tout this. I want to clarify. They did not say PlayStation specifically look forward to like a bunch of PS5 news. But he came out and said this. I will say a funny thing. I noticed the PlayStation Twitter account has not tweeted out the PS5 logo as of the time we're recording. Yeah, yeah, in solidarity. Yes. Um, it's, but that was the logo. Does anyone have anything to say about the logo that isn't hard to say? <laughs> I was really hoping they would just shake it up and go completely bonkers, do like curls, you know, maybe a nice uh, brush script, you know, <laughs> yeah. block letters. I don't know. I, I both miss and don't miss the Spider-Man font. Um, I'm glad. For the PS3, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, it's it's so obvious that it's like borders on stupid, but it's also sort of comforting. Mm. to know that it's it's there yeah it's like it's i I feel like the spider-man font was definitely kind of like almost reckless you know yeah yeah like dad came home with a tattoo and you're like but but that's that's what dinner be ready in time but that's exactly (laughs) that's exactly what it was it it was like (laughs) no the spider-man font was like someone had was like oh man the ps3 logo isn't cool enough so i'm gonna get a tattoo that's cooler and that's what they made the actual logo how do you do fellow kids it is me spider-man uh, <laughs> I think that it's interesting because like Sony is clearly going for a if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing um, with the PS5 uh, at least so far in terms of the messaging whereas Xbox is being more vague and, and trying a, a very different approach um, and you know for me I, as, as Altano said it is kind of comforting I know like the PS5 that's the next one that's the next that's one after Four. But I do just want to say shout out to Tommy Gun 3, who I used to work with at EB Games back in Wellington. Uh, he told me, and I, I tweeted this out, he told me that he want, his lifelong goal was to get every single video game console logo tattooed on his body. And I've actually been thinking, like, where would you put, because it's so, the, all the PlayStation logos are so the same. 
Like, how would you sort of put that on your body to make it look nice? Yeah. Like, and would what body part would you do? <laughs> would you just do a straight, like, list? Yeah. Or would you just cross one off? I would just get the P and S, like, at top, and then one after the other, just the numbers down. Like, like down? Yeah, with but the... not the, the P and S again. That wouldn't stay on there. It's really hard to say without just saying other things. But, um... Yeah, I would just get that and just the numbers one by one. Yeah, okay. Because I'm yeah. still thinking about that guy to this day. Shout out Tommy Gun Three. That was his handle, his Xbox Live handle. I don't remember his, his name at the name. DMV. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, that uh, <laughs> that's that's a lofty ambition. Uh, <laughs> um, that that was an interesting. It's I don't is is that a press conference? What are we calling this? Well, so that was that was Sony CES conference for lack yeah. of a better term and it, that is a show that traditionally has focused on the entirety of sony and i yeah. think that was one of the things where the conversation around the show is not something sony created but that the internet did to a certain extent of whether playstation 5 would be there because sony traditionally does show every facet of their company at the mm -hmm. show and this year they showed a new concept car <laughs> yes which so. is like a very sideways from the, everything else going on with playstation yeah um but the big thing that they did tout was numbers yes um and which is pull those up in in isolation sony coming out and saying our new console is called the ps5 and we're rich and then dropping the mic and leaving I was like, ooh, cocky Sony's back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. it's the beginning of PS3. But Sony, to be fair, to be is... fair, like they, they crush it this generation. And yes. so if anybody can come out and do a victory lap and say, we've sold this many millions PS4s, we've sold, I mean, their attach rate for um, PlayStation Plus subscribers being at almost 50% of 100 plus million consoles sold is staggering. Yeah, mm. for, like, that's for reference. Insane. The numbers they revealed during the presentation were that PlayStation 4 has sold 106 million units total, 1.15 billion games, yep. 5 million PSVR units, and has 103 million monthly active users, of which 38.8 million are PlayStation Plus members. So the billion games thing is incredible. That is a gigantic number. The PSVR thing is very small considering the attach rate per system, but that actually still puts it above literally every other VR kit yeah. in terms of sales. Uh, that's still something that hasn't broken through yet, but I'm confident that they're going to keep like iterating on that, on that system and make it better and better and reach more and more people. I'm, what I'm curious about is the, the 3 million PlayStation four owners who are just not, playing games like what are they doing? <laughs> the million monthly active users watching movies well they're watching Netflix. movies and is that what they're counting though i think so they must be counting that they've well i would assume something so. are they well, playing I mean, xbox i mean no maybe you're are you an active if you turn on your ps4 and go to netflix are, did they, I think are they like user. it counts you're an active user you've signed yeah. into yeah. your PlayStation. but it still counts yeah. 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 The those other three million yeah a few probably are broken systems like were those the ps4s they used in chappie to hack that thing <laughs> the <laughs> server farm they made he did have three million ps4s there yeah. yeah it could it could be people stationed it could be people without it, like regular internet access it's like people that bought ps4s PS4 on Pros. PS4 Pros. Broken ones, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, that's such a weird thing to think. That's a lot of... Like, I bought a, PS, yeah. I bought a PS4 on day one, and then I traded in for a PS4 Pro, and I don't know where that one went. Maybe it's just in some room somewhere. In the back of GameStop. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're like, it counts, but no one's using it. I have no idea. Yeah. But it's still pretty impressive that out of that collection at this point in the life cycle, like seven years, eight years in, it um, still has that many active users per month and, and Dorno, i think i think that like you know we were chatting about this earlier i think that sony playstation 4 was such a success it has such a massive install base um that even 
this announcement at CES of a logo that people were openly mocking. It was very funny. Like it was funny. It was yeah. like what a what a thing to sort of reveal at a show like CES is like a logo. Um, but you know, people were really paying attention, and the traffic that was generated around that announcement yeah. uh, was massive. I mean, Sony can sort of you know like do one of those small like small little burps like kind of where you swallow it and people are just going to turn around and like pay attention and write about it and be fixated on it and 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 that's the power powerful position that they are in this year yeah like i'm imagining a drip feed yeah for a little while yeah i i don't think and this is actually a prediction thing i want to throw in later we'll talk about when they give us more information I think this is the so this is the first thing Sony has done since the Xbox Series X proper reveal during the Game Awards and they went for a logo and yeah without going into numbers that logo story yesterday was the number one story on IGN yesterday and will probably be well, one of the biggest stories of the week it, it is it makes it real yeah like this is the this is the thing that's going to be written on the box presumably or something close to it like this is the public facing thing it's not them doing a wired interview being like yeah we're working on a new playstation that could be anything yeah well and anecdotally i saw you know i looked through the trending topics on twitter and there were a lot of people who were tweeting they finally announced the ps5 i'm so happy that they finally announced it right obviously people who aren't plugged in or listening to the show may not have heard that the playstation 5 because as we just said a lot of this information has come through secondhand sources i mean if you was like it was dropped on like the blog on like a tuesday night or something if you have a a homework assignment and you show up to class and you're like i have done an amazing job on this homework assignment it's going to be huge i uh it's not due quite yet but when it's due i'm going to bring it in and i'm going to show it off to everyone it's like you didn't no one knows if you did the homework. Yeah. You can yeah. say anything you want, but for them to be like, here's the logo. It's like, well, okay, all right. Well, no, I, like if we're on the show and you're listening to the show, like you're you're kind of locked in and like we're all kind of in this collective bubble together. But I think sometimes we all forget that like go out into the general public again. People are like, they're making a sequel to the PS4. And you're like, yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't know. And they're like, what's it called? The PS5? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there there will probably be people who are fans of The Last of Us who see a trailer during the Super Bowl for The Last of Us Part Two, and that is the first time they've heard of it. Yeah. Game. Like that yeah. is a thing that just happens where obviously we listen to everything every day. Which but I'm it, like, it's easy to miss. I'm vaguely envious of that. No, because, we'll say. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I think it was Eric Goldman, and forgive me if it wasn't, but like someone recently was at Star uh, at uh, Disneyland. Yeah. And um. He overheard someone say, "Oh, Disney owns Star Wars." I had no idea. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is, not everyone is as plugged in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's why, especially, we want to do this breakdown of all that information. And during that, as weird as that CES sort of thing was, because again, they weren't promoting this as a PS5 launch reveal or anything like that. We got the logo, but we did also get there was a small graphic that said. PlayStation 5 hardware features, and as strange as this is, almost all these hardware features were first introduced to us via PlayStation blog posts or via wired interviews or things of that nature. This is the first time PlayStation has kind of like put these things out there, and I want to run down them, and we can go a little bit more into detail, but these are like the official confirmed hardware features that they're really uh, banking on. So one is 3D audio sound, another is haptics slash adaptive triggers uh, for the new DualShock, whatever it may be called, an ultra-high-speed SSD, the solid-state drive that will essentially be helping to power your games, hardware-based ray tracing, so ray tracing built into the system, as well as Ultra HD Blu-ray, which will finally give it comparability, which the PS4 Pro does not have with the One X, so you will be able to play which is still weird. 4K Blu-rays. It's weird. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I bought a PS4 Pro, and my girlfriend and I bought like four 4K HD Blu-rays with it, and we're like, can't wait to, oh, yeah. just watch the yeah, Blu-ray. In terms of being like a dedicated media player, the PS4 definitely 
took a step to the side from previous PlayStations in, in terms of having that front and center. Um, I don't know. I want to say they dropped the ball, but it's definitely been... Like, there was a while where you couldn't run certain files off a USB stick. Yeah. Well, everyone's parents-in-law during the PlayStation 3 era had a PlayStation 3. Yeah. Because it was the media thing. It was yeah. the, the affordable media thing. Same with the PS2. I mean, it yeah. was, like, synonymous with DVDs. DVDs, mm. yeah. So, of those features, and there's one big one that I want to tack onto there that we can talk a little bit because it's a bit undefined, but... Of those hardware features, like what grabs your attention? What do you what excites you about the system? What do you feel like you need to hear more about to really get the scope of? I like the haptic feedback thing because I feel like um, the controllers from what we've seen through official sources on the Xbox side and leaks on the PlayStation side feel mostly iterative. Like they feel like the 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 PS5 DualShock Five, whatever we're calling it right now, just kind of looks like a like a, a DualShock 4 after Christmas break, yeah. you know? Like, it's kind of chunky. <laughs> it's a little thick, you know? Like one of those heavy horses with the short legs. <laughs> the ones that... Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like a little Sebastian. Of yeah, those ones yeah. that look like Thomas the Tank Engine. Was pretty, <laughs> Stop talking about horses. Those, <laughs> thick, <laughs> those thick horses. No. <laughs> looks like a thick horse. Yeah. That's the tagline. So, we haven't box. really seen the back of it yet. I, I know you that they just released that back button. So those are coming out at the end of the month. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That that comes out at the end of the month. And there was a recent patent for the DualShock Five that essentially implied there would be back uh, buttons, which are similar to what the Xbox One Elite controller has, what some other pro controllers have. Yeah. Um, so if it's structurally similar to the four, DualShock Four, I'm okay with that. Um, even if it's a little horsier or chunkier, but uh, I do want to like dig in and more the sort of bells and whistles. And you know what I like about that bells and whistles that's gimmicky yeah that's that's horse nonsense yeah they're <laughs> horsing around of all these things like these are things that will matter like a, a higher faster hard drive is great uh ray tracing sounds cool mm -hmm. still don't understand it ultra hd blu-ray cool i don't have to switch to my xbox one s 3d sound cool great haptics that's so that's so corny that is totally like rear touchscreen vita stuff and i'm here for it like, it's yeah, also totally it's, it's the kind of thing that i feel like almost like i not every game will take advantage of ray oh, tracing no. but i feel like almost every game will try to implement something to haptic feedback at launch yes. oh, at launch, at launch. Well, and then yeah. it's going to totally go away and yeah. we're going to be like in like <laughs> it'll be know, like it'll years. be like the light bar yeah well, and I, then in the way like media media molecule will release a small game in like three years that is the best use of those things you've ever seen yeah it'll be called like you know sky toucher it, or something. <laughs> it won't use the screen it'll just be 3D audio and haptics. And yeah. Get yourself out of the jail cell in pitch black. It ships with a blindfold. Yeah. I'm I'm genuinely interested in the ray tracing stuff, um, just because I think that that is going to be the most immediate. Oh my god, this is next gen when we when 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 we see it properly taken advantage of. I've read a bunch of sort of pieces deep diving into what uh, PlayStation Five ray tracing could actually look like, and obviously I think if they want to maintain a price point that is competitive and actually affordable for you know a person on average salary uh it's not going to be as as advanced as say some you know pcs can can achieve nowadays but like i really like the idea of 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 it being immediately more beautiful a game being immediately more beautiful than you could see you know than you could see on the ps4 on current yeah. gen yeah and, and, and like, like like for me it's just those little things like it's just oh god you know it's like i remember dishonored not two or the, the original dishonored uh you could see rat shadows in the pc version mm -hmm. and you couldn't see it in the console version uh and i sort of like that's the sort of thing that we're going to notice and i i think that's going to actually 
be a big selling point for me that it's just going to immediately look prettier. Yeah. The yeah. technology, you know, again, the technology is like the way that the PlayStation are possibly implementing this kind of short circuits my brain. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that is going to be the thing that like people are going to immediately. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Immediately noticed. Well, and right what now... Was, oh, sorry. sorry what, was, what was the first PS4 game that you remember being like, oh, it's here now? Because like, I feel like launch stuff, it, it, it's so kind of close to pre, like tail end previous gen stuff that you're like, it looks nicer, but it's nothing... For me, it was Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Uncharted Four before that, probably. I mean, there was there was some but. there was some like pan over stuff in Killzone where I was like, Yeah. Wow. Like that's a that's a stunning environment. Yeah. Um, and I remember like running up close to some of the textures in that game and being like, Okay, that looks really good. Um, in retrospect, you know, they they look they look good. They look fine. It's creeping on um, Yeah. Like it it always happens when you're sort of chasing that. Uh, 
But yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you guys on this. I think it like I I would really love if there's a couple things that just like genuinely wow out of the box. Um yeah. and more importantly, if devs working on PS4 exclusives for 2020 start quietly implementing some of the stuff under the hood that is there when we play backwards compatible games on day one and there's a giant patch with that makes immediately the last of us look even better and mm. such um that's even that's even more interesting yeah if the like, if the leaves in ghost of tsushima can look better right five if that's I even possible take, yeah. yeah yeah they're very good looking leaves you've done a great job andrew uh for me personally the ultra high speed ssd again a lot of these things are more like tech jargony and i think when we get to the ps5 reveal and the way things are going to be sold to us we're not going to hear half of these things in marketing words but that's why but, it's hard for me to sort of explain why yeah. i'm excited for ray tracing because i don't really understand ray how tracing. it works yeah. but i know what it could potentially yes. do yeah. and, and that's the the solid state drive for me and they showed that in a sort of like behind closed those doors demonstration and to wired and then that video got leaked but essentially the the load times and the way the world will load is so dramatically faster because this is a sort of custom built drive that's going to be interacting with the games in a different way and so that will allow they showed i think the difference from the ps4 spider-man and then spider-man running on the ps5 hardware was like a six second difference from like right. eight seconds down to 1.7 well, and that's, that's so good incredible and then the the speed at which the world loaded in front of you and the availability of that world immediately to you as the player there's there's like so much of my living habits that are intrinsically sort of formed by load times on current gen hardware to the point where it's like i will die in a video game and get up and like turn on my espresso machine and be like yep. i know in the amount of time it'll take for this game to load back up uh my espresso machine will warm up and i'll go in and i'll start grinding coffee and i'll come back and the game's ready to go i can and check email that, I can take check all that away and, and i'm that. just like wait i just live here now but, <laughs> you know it's, it's interesting because in this time like in 2021 well no actually this time in 2022 uh we'll be so used to those fast load times it'll yeah. just be like second nature we won't even we won't even remember that time when we, we'll just, be we were able to get up and turn still on over a second long some, yeah. some dev will trot out a game where you die and there's like a six second load time and we'll be like five out of ten yeah. ign <laughs> got him we can only do a five we can't no, think, do yeah. points in between I, I think one of my favorite features this gen was just sleep mode like to just yeah. Yeah. programs and like I, what I play totally depends on what's already open, you know? Mm. Like, if I start something up and there's, like, two games I want to play and one of them's already running, I'm just like, eh, I don't want to wait. But know? what if you could suspend multiple games at the same exact time, Max, which is the possible future, maybe? paralyzed by choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and outside of all of those features, one, and Brian, you alluded to it, is backward compatibility. And so we haven't gotten a lot of information from PlayStation at this point about it. What we officially know is there will be some sort of backward compatibility with PS4 games. We don't know if that is the entire library. We don't know if they will limit it based on uh, the way those games are developed. We don't, do know there will be PSVR backward compatibility so your current psvr headset and games will work with the ps5 but as of right now that's sort of the state of it have they specifically stated all of your ps4 games will work on ps5 on day one no so that's where things yeah. start to get a little scary for me because i have to at that point look at sort of history and be like how have companies worked this before in a lot of ways it's been like do you have a disc put it in it runs perfect if you're all digital maybe it maybe it carries over, maybe it doesn't. Maybe they start to trickle out games in batches little by little over weeks or months. Maybe they charge you a $1.25 upgrade fee like Nintendo did when they ported 
virtual console games oh, to Wii yeah. U. That would be there's, bad. Yeah, that would be bad. There's that's there's definitely good ways to do it and bad ways to do it. Uh, if they are patching these games significantly, maybe they can justify charging money for it. Microsoft in the past has not done that. They've just been like, if you have the game, you have it. It's here. Uh, they've also like slowly made a lot of their backwards compatibility digital on the Xbox front and then charge those games piecemeal. So technically, yes, you can play original Xbox games in there, but you would have to buy them digitally unless you had some way of proving that you didn't. Like, there's a, th- that handshake gets convoluted. So. Yeah. It, so there was an interesting thing, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into this, uh, though only to a certain extent. The Digital Foundry recently had a report of alleged uh, leaked specs for both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and the long and short of the PS5 specs essentially said within the GPU for the PS5, it will have the capability to essentially flip between two, you know, backward compatible GPU uh, speeds, I guess. And I don't know any of that stuff. I'm sorry. We'll get our tech editor, Bo Moore, on another week and he'll be able to explain this all to me. But essentially, it would allow it to flip between PS4 and PS4 Pro. So presumably, there will also be that level of backward compatibility as well. I mean, if you look at... If you look at, again, something like the Wii U, which many of you did not look at for, <laughs> for a number of reasons, justifiably, um, that system was essentially able to boot as a Wii U, but also emulated original Wii hardware in it, and then kicked to its own, uh, basically, like, sub-infrastructure that was like, I'm a Wii now. Yeah. <laughs> I that play was, Wii games. That was right. the, the first PS3, too, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is, it's basically having a physical emulator in there. Yeah. Which is totally bizarre. Mm-hmm. And that's Which why is, so many people held on to their original model PS3s. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the 60 gigabyte one. The Wii did that with GameCube, right? Mm. Hmm? The Wii did that with yes. GameCube. Yeah, the Wii did with yeah. GameCube yes. as well. Which yeah. is like, again, there's like just a tiny GameCube. Like, what did they... Like, it sounds like they're maybe going to do that, which yeah, is exciting. But. It's interesting. And I mean, we have no idea the scope of whether they will surprise us with PS1 through PS3 backward compatibility. I'm not holding my breath necessarily, but I wish they would consider that in mm-hmm. some way. Uh, it bums me out that a large way to play most of those games is either subscribe to PS Now or hope you have an old system. Yeah, well, I would actually prefer if through some miracle of magic and, and science and technology, they were able to keep all of this into one UI. Obviously, that's a pipe dream, and I have no idea how any of this works. But mm-hmm. I do like when when that feels less sort of segregated, and it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like you're like tricking your console into being old and tired. <laughs> I would I would pay not not a stupid amount of money, but like a reasonable amount of money to get custom frameworks. So if I'm playing PS1 games, it looks like a TV from 1997. If I'm playing PS2, yeah, it looks like you know a TV from 2002. That would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of the extent of the features that we know of the mm-hmm. PS5 right now. It's it's a weird state to be in, especially because unlike Xbox where they have released a few promotional videos, we haven't really gotten that much from PlayStation. Like we were saying this PS5 logo is I guess like the first piece of any sort of promo art from Sony about the PlayStation. Yeah. It's, it's a, the first visual like identity we have around any of this. Yeah. It's, it's official. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not just it's not just hot air. I mean, it's yep. still just hot air, but it's like, you know, it's got a logo. The hot air is blowing a logo. As, so, yeah. as for the actual design of the console, we have no idea. They yeah. haven't shown us anything. We've seen the Series X. Uh, there have been leaks of the dev kit of the PS5, but dev kits are notoriously not how the... Uh, system will end up looking so if you have seen those v-shaped ps5 dev kits don't expect that to be your system if they do i'd be impressed but yeah i mean google like ps3 and ps4 dev kits they look like the black boxes from airplanes like they are so unrecognizable as like consumer safe 
friendly consoles. Uh, they are like terrifying medical machines. Yeah, and and while the new DualShock was also uh, seemingly leaked in one of these leaked set of shots from someone cleaning an office, the <laughs> we only see the top of the controller as we said before. And again, it is the in progress version of this controller. Things might change with it. Uh, there have been patents that didn't have the PlayStation button on it, whereas this DualShock. Uh, dev kit did have the PlayStation button. They're probably going to have a PlayStation button. So a lot of stuff is up in the air right My now. My favorite thing about that cleaner story is that he was like, hey guys, here's the whole thing. Don't nope. share. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. oh, are you on okay, Facebook? Okay, buddy. Yeah. yeah, he was a, he was a custodian cleaning a, an office, office that had a PS5 dev kit in it. Giant air quotes, allegedly. And snapped some photos and put them on Facebook and was like, don't share this, which is a website designed for sharing, sharing. things. Yeah, it was a funny <laughs> leak. Those are, those are the extent of the leaks we've had right now. Uh, there was, as I mentioned, that Digital Foundry report that included details about the system's GPU and CPU that are not confirmed uh, by Sony. The only thing Sony has said recently, this I believe came from Famitsu last year, said that it would include an 8-core, 16-thread, x86-64 AMD Ryzen Zen 2 CPU. You, uh, do you think that's gonna be enough? I don't know. I think it could, if it was an eighty-seven sixty-four, I think it'd be enough. Yeah, but I we'll, might hold out. We'll see what happens. We I have know no technology. Idea what that is. Yeah, we that's why we buy consoles. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, no, I, I, many of you listening to the show who have PS4s, but also like really have like PCs, are probably rolling your eyes at half of this crap, being like, "We've had this for ten years. We haven't." And we're excited. <laughs> so we're yeah. excited. We're excited about the threads. We're town simpletons, and we want to plug black boxes into our TV and hit the on button. You know what's exactly. going to sell me on this next gen? Or I mean, obviously I'm sold, but like something that's going to be exciting to see is if they just do like live side by sides of assuming there is backwards compatibility of being like, hey, here's oh I don't know Cyberpunk 2077. Here it is on a PS4 Pro. Here it is on a PS5. We're going to start them both up at the same time and just one of them like loading like that. Yeah. Like if they're just like, hey, here's the game you're currently playing. You can keep playing it on the new box. It'll just be more fun because for some reason in this like scenario, I'm imagining then like a monkey just going onto the PS4 and taking crap on it. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that's the inevitable end of the, you know, look, it's just like, you don't need this thing anymore. You don't need this old thing. I, mean, I, I think that's, banjo? Well, that's gross. I ban- would be, banjo? I, I, I would be also excited. Again, I'd be even more sold on this console generation if they had like a chimpanzee who came out to push the buttons. Yeah. Like they were like, here's here's Bobo or something. Yes, I know. But what if at the end he took a huge dump? I, I think that would be. A, Where does your print? <laughs> great job, Jeremy. Oh, my God. I was envisioning like the Shuhei Adam Boys video of like, here's how you share games where it was like, here's how fast your games could be. And it's just him pressing it. Not with a monkey, but I'll take it. Do you know in the back uh, of that video, if you look very closely, Banjo the chimpanzee (laughs) is taking a huge dunk. On a PS3. Um, (laughs) I did want to talk about one of the other things that we sort of weirdly do and don't know much about, which is I'm just riding straight through it, (laughs) which is PS5 games. So right now, Sony has not announced any first-party games for the PlayStation 5. They have talked before that, and there have been reports that the large part of their focus in development right now of their internal studios is focused on PS5, and I think we'll talk about sort of the Sony first parties studios in another episode because mm-hmm. there's plenty to talk about there. But some of the things we do know, so technically the first officially announced PS5 game was Godfall, which was shown during the Game Awards. It is a looter slasher with up to three-player co-op. It is from Gearbox Software's publishing it by, I think, Counterloop Games uh, or Counterplay. I'm going to look up their name in a second. As well as today as we're recording, we got information that the Lord of the Rings Gollum game 
that's in development. We learned about it last Gollum year. Gollum in 60 seconds. The Go- Gollum duty. <laughs> Gollum in 60 seconds. It's really good. Uh, that game will be coming out for the Xbox Series X and PS5. We do know that three, I believe, Ubisoft games, and I'm going to look up, going to look up the full list, but a few games from Ubisoft that were coming out in 2019 were delayed, or coming out in 2020 were delayed into later 2020, and those include Gods and Monsters, as well as... What was the other? Rainbow Six Quarantine, and I'm going to look up these others. Um, yeah, Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs yeah. Legion, thank you. As well as they apparently have two unannounced games, whereas EA has also said Battlefield 6 will appear on next-gen consoles, but only after there's been a strong player base. And in addition to that, Bethesda in the past has announced Starfield and the Elder Scrolls 6. They announced that at E3 2018. I can't say E3 last year anymore for that. Real quick, I love how frequently and unabashedly EA is always like, we're not going to the party until there's a lot of people at the party. Like, they never want to be there at the beginning. But they want, like, Madden will be there. Yeah, of course Madden's Madden be will there. be there. But Madden yeah. will go to anything, yeah. except for an airplane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's aviophobic. And, and the Switch. Yes. But... <laughs> So that's really right. The actual named games that we have that we know are coming out, presumably next year, are Godfall, those three Ubisoft games, and maybe this Golem game if it comes out next year, depending on when it comes Wait, out. Wait, that's it. You said this Golem game this as Gollum if like, game. it had already existed. Like, sure. It was it, announced before. So it was announced Yeah, it was before. announced early 2019. What? I'll pull it up. What yeah. did they say? Because I don't remember this at all. Because that's honestly, it just rolled game. off your tongue like, oh, you know, the Golem game. And it's <laughs> like, I've, I, this is the first time I. Do you play as, as him? Do you play as I him? I think so. Do you shuffle along in the scrub? It was that a, dude doesn't do much. He like tries to steal things and fails, eats fish raw, and gets his ass kicked. <laughs> It was announced. Yeah, and March twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Uh, set to release in twenty twenty one. So that does give us some time. Max, everything you describe sounds like a wonderful video. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's so it's 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 narrative focused, not fish by not fish focused. Yeah. Okay. So that's all we know of the PS five library to come for the next year. Sounds like a terrible uh, game library. <laughs> it's not a it's not a big expansive launch. Yeah. Yes, we well, shall be launching with the Golem game. <laughs> Uh, I, I did want to ask quickly, like, how much do you all think we're going to see a lot of new games, especially exclusive? Because to me, this generation, especially getting people into it, is going to come down to what can I play on this system that I can't play now? But we're going to see multi-platform. I've made this a big sticking point that, with conversations recently of, like, a lot of the free-to-play games you're playing right now, like Fortnite or PUBG or Warframe, uh, Dauntless, those are probably going to come to yes. those consoles pretty mm-hmm. soon. What are, what are we expecting from the library within, say, the first, you know, Six months. A lot of Ubisoft. I, I think the Ubisoft titles Hello, are Ubisoft. just, just going to be there. Just you know? they always they love they love launch titles. They, they do. love coming out and being like, "Hey, everybody, it's Rayman's here." Not only that, <laughs> if you look at if you look at PSVR, like they supported that hard with like weird, cool, interesting stuff. Yeah. Like mm. Eagle Flight was like an awesome launch game. Um, look at Vita, even. Yeah, Vita yeah. also. They they did Werewolf Within, which was like one of the most like you needed like a bunch of PSVRs to really get the most out of that. Yeah. Max and I did you go to the preview event with me for that? Eagle Flight? No, um, Werewolf. Oh, Werewolf. Yeah, yeah. And we it just was, wound up being like, wow, 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 look at our hands. It was and they so were like, much Can you fun. Play the game? We're like, we're looking at our hands. It was so much fun. We've never replicated it at yeah. home, but it was like yeah, they they really go all in at console launches. So uh yeah. I think that's that's a given. I'm wondering if if Sony will repack some stuff to resell like i feel like a last of us one and two double pack for ps5 with minor upgrades to a brand new demographic that's never touched that before i um might be into that i completely agree i think that what we're going to see instead of like a first party big you know splashy prestige game is we're going to see like a um 
sort of a remastered or a definitive edition yep. of, of, of Last of Us or some, some, some familiar series. We do know Blue Point is working on a PS5 game to some caliber. They have the developers who did the Shadow of the Colossus remake for PS4. We don't know the extent of what that game is. We have no idea no, they, what it is. They right put now, up a tweet but... last year that was like incredibly cryptic and had uh, essentially alluded to like 16 different PlayStation-centric or PlayStation-exclusive games. It was just like... It was like siphon your gears into the. the <laughs> it was just like it just kept going, and I, I remember sitting there like we opened, Max and I opened up a yeah. Word doc and we were just like decrypting it. There was so much like weird wordplay in there. Yeah, it was, mm. and all of it could have just been misdirection. Exactly. Yeah, I have. A they feel- said so calm. You know, like so calm, yeah, but, yeah, so calm down or something like yeah. that, yeah. And the, <laughs> it's like, what is it? That funny. The idea that they would be remaking so calm and not just make a new so calm seems crazy. So yeah, I think a lot of that was just there have been so many rumors about what they're working on. I think that was more to just poke fun at that. But. It's also like no disrespect to so calm, but like if you're gonna tease like Metal Gear, and then just do so calm, you're gonna. It's not what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where we really don't have a lot of information about what this system is going to launch with, even though it's before the end of the year. But I'm not too worried about I that. I think Mark Cerny's going to come out with a brand new Crash Bandicoot game. I would love and that. And he's going to be like, none of you took a liking to Knack. Well, I've always thought the Bandicoot was an affront to common decency, but <laughs> here he is. Look at his fur, and he's going to just take off his lav mic and walk off stage. <laughs> well, there were those rumors at the end of the year. We didn't talk about this on the show, but rumors of an alleged new Crash Bandicoot in the works. Right. And I wouldn't be shocked because Activision wouldn't have revived that inspired. Can you reason. imagine how good the hair will look? Disturbingly good. It'll be like in the 8K? chest because he's got yeah. a he's, you know his chest is very particularly furry. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna go through those fruits and those boxes. He's gonna get little bits of garbage and detritus see, like, in his fur. Bed he's bugs see... in his legs. Yeah. And it's such. gonna be like cats all over again. Oh, Sounds it's gonna like be sickening. Too. I can't exactly. wait to see that man's um, mean shorts. Ooh. So if none of those Detail. things happen and and the backwards stitcher. compatibility still works, then at least on day one we can be like, well, I'll. I'll Clean up my backlog on PS4. I'll see how quickly Ghost of Tsushima loads. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's always that like you know that wonderful excitement of like, hey, brand new launch games, and you're like, they're all right, they're mm-hmm. they're fine. You know, yeah. it's been a minute since I mean, present certain things excluded, but like the, I feel like the PS4 launch lineup was like it was all right, but then it was like I guess I'll play Resogun. You know, it's not really the f- unlimited power of the PS4, and then really good games came later on. But like right. if they're like, hey, um, you can go back to your uh, Cyberpunk campaign, you're still chipping away at, and be like, oh. Oh, it loads very quickly now, and mm-hmm. oh, look at the draw distance or whatever. Like, if there's just some little, you know, little upgrade for backwards compatibility. Yeah, and I think if they really convey that, that'll go a long way. Like, I just got a, I just of... got a, a 4K TV, and I could watch 4K stuff, but I was also like, I'm gonna watch some some 1080P stuff and see how much better it looks. <laughs> right. Stuff I'm familiar with. No, there's yeah. that like see it again for the first time. Yeah. Concept, which I think is gonna work really well. For, yeah, that'll for that'll be super interesting. And sort of the last thing I wanted to hit on for where the PS5 stands right now is Sony as a company, because uh, they are in a different standing than they were when the PS4 launched. Um, they recently acquired as a first-party studio Insomniac Games, who, of course, created Marvel's Spider-Man and the Ratchet and Clank series. Uh, At least Stan Lee and Steve Ditko created Marvel's Spider-Man. The, the PS4 game. Thanks, you nerd. Uh, they also recently... <laughs> there were There were some staff shakeups at Sony... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Shuhei Yoshida has moved into a position where he'll be focusing on independent developers and bringing them into the Sony portfolio, whereas now Herman Holst, who was previously the lead at Guerrilla Games, the devs behind Killzone and uh, Horizon, he is now the head of Worldwide Studios, which was the position Sean Layden previously had up until late last year. So we're seeing a little bit of a different direction. They've spoken to their focus really is globalization as a company. They really don't want to be sort of dividing Sony into North America, Europe, and Japan, and having three different companies operating distinctly from one another. They want everyone to be working together, promoting in the same way. Obviously, each territory will have, you know, games that play better to those markets, but they want to really work as one unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see what that means for the company going forward. Herman has only been in charge for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shuhei's only been in this new position for a while. I think that will speak well for launch, especially uh, as we were talking about a little. Indies were a really big thing for them at the launch of the PS4 until yeah. it went away. And knowing how sort of beloved Shuhei is in the games industry and how my, many connections he has within it, I think this is only a good thing for the indie presence on PlayStation. Yeah, I think we're going to get to see sort of the fruit of his labor come November. Um, and I think there'll there'll be a suite of awesome indies trickling out over the first six months to a year i think the other thing too that like kind of speaks to this is like i'm getting an x the the new xbox on day one but there's there is no sort of significant relationship with japan or japanese studios happening on that side probably to their chagrin because they've never really been able to capture that market in any meaningful way like going back to games like blue dragon they were like come on pay attention and they were just like no thanks and they tried with platinum games and scalebound yep got canceled canceled. um and so i'm really excited to see that relationship continue because japanese studios have been responsible for tremendously awesome playstation games and sony japan studio in particular has been part of so many different games within the sony portfolio they do everything from there's the team that did uh, Astrobot within Sony Japan, whereas there's also the team that did Gravity Rush, mm-hmm. other VR. They helped uh, work on The Last Guardian. There are, or developed The Last Guardian. There are so many different teams within that studio itself. Yep. It'll be fascinating to see what they build. Um, but that's sort of where things stand as we go into 2020 with the PS5. There's a little bit of unknown in there, but how do we all feel right now? Like, how is our sort of level of excitement for things going into the PS5 right now and PlayStation as a whole in 2020? Incredibly excited. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly excited. I mean, even like to the, the excitement to the point that it's like it's comical how little we got at CES, but it still was a lot. You know, like it, it doesn't take much right now to make me go like, yes, that's right, it's happening. Here it's here it comes. Yeah. Um. I I I don't want the whole year to just be little things like that trickling out. I do. They did. They did say we'll speak more in the coming months, which is like so vague, but also like. What do you mean, like a couple months? Most yeah, people yeah. speak more in the coming months. Yeah, sort of be weird That's to just give a vow of silence for quarter of a year. But there they are several months coming, <laughs> so yeah. it's it is good to sort of analyze which of those months could be coming soonest. Um, which and we'll the do next in a of which is February, which has historically been the month that they uh, talked about the PS4. Well, so my theory is that that they'll do that. So that that is <laughs> a, a good transition into my sort of the predictions I want us to hold ourselves to until everything is revealed. We've talked a little bit about these things, but I want to have a definitive our predictions for PS5 stuff going forward. You all have to decide and be held to this and myself included, probably mocked when we get it horribly wrong. Okay. Uh, so the first thing, which I did not write down, but I think we've all spoken quite a bit about, is when do you think the proper PS5 reveal event will be? March. March? February. Late February. <laughs> <laughs> going Price is Right rules. And, and I'm saying analogous to the PS4 reveal event, so they don't have to even show the console necessarily, but I just mean like the first, like, coming out of the PS5, like, here's what we're pushing. When's GDC? 
uh, end of March or middle end of March. I think February is a safe bet or very early March. Okay. I mean, the first time we saw like a bit of Sony hardware was prior to GDC, like seeing mm-hmm. Vita behind glass being like, oh, and then a bunch of, you know, devs talking about it. Uh, I think there's also a high chance of leaks coming out of something like that. So they probably want to get in front of that and get mm-hmm. people excited about developing for it. Uh, that's that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of alcohol gets thrown. You're welcome. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of alcohol gets thrown around at GDC. And uh, there's a lot of loose lips that sink. That was the first time they had the PSVR playable. But also, but also yes. not to mention the fact that, like, and GDC isn't something that necessarily uh, is a lot of the audience, like our audience may not be familiar with GDC, but um, there are a ton of, like, panels and stuff, like, talking about, you know, the state of gaming as it is. And it would be kind of weird to for, for this year to not actually include anything about next gen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be strange. And I think... It, as much as a lot of those panels are retrospective and looking back at things, because uh, that's just unfortunately when people are most willing to talk about it. Yeah, it would be very strange if people could be like, and we'll be able to tell you more about what the PS5 could do when Sony does. But yeah, I would say last week of February or first week of March is mm. what I'm banking on. For May that. I make a, a GDC prediction? Through? Yes. Yeah. I think that the uh, Decima engine is going to get opened up for more people okay. to use it. I think that Kojima jumping on that was a big deal. And the first look we got at, at Metal Gear Solid Five was Kojima showing out the Fox engine at GDC. Right. Yeah. And I think, considering we're getting buzz that that's going to be showing up on PC, it, it, I feel like Sony having a proprietary engine that they're able to farm out to use on other platforms is, you know, pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad awesome. thing yeah. to have. Um, and I will say, Horizon has had a big presence at GDC before too. So the idea that Gorilla would want to come back with that presence would make sense. Uh, moving on from that one. The very big, obvious one, I want an exact date on this, and I can bring up a calendar for anyone who needs it, but the PlayStation 5 launch date and its price. What was the PlayStation 4 launch date? Where's your PlayStation passion? You should know that. I know. I I'm tired. It's the first Just week kick back. me off this show. I have the PlayStation 4 launch date on a tramp stamp in the Spider-Man <laughs> font. <laughs> I picked the font. I was November 15th, 2013. Which was what? Oh, no, you're asking for way too much. No, that's stupid. Uh, hold on. Hold I want to know what day of the week it was. Yeah, I know. I'm scrolling back. Uh, November 15th, 2013 was a Friday. Oh, yeah. okay. So right now, the Fridays, I will mention, in November. Let's rank the top four Fridays. Top four November Fridays in November. The 6th, the 13th, the 20th, and the 27th. Ooh. That's Thir- if it's coming 13th, out in 13th is an unlucky number. 13th, no one would do that. Yeah. I think it's going to launch on Thursday, November 12th. I think the 6th is too early. I think the 20th is too late. I'm going to say it's going to launch Friday the 20th. Max? 2020. Ooh, yeah. They can do some cool stuff with that. Like, I don't know. What's, let me see that again. Yeah, go ahead. I really, I really think it's going to launch on like a, a Thursday this year. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Feel good about that? Yeah. Uh, it's also an election year. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That would be... I believe that's the 8th. 10. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going um, to go crazy here. I'm okay. going to say uh, October 15th. Ooh. What? Ooh. Yeah. I was thinking about an October one. Yeah. Just to go crazy. What is their, like, last... Their, their like, sort of, like deepest release date on ps4 for this year in terms of first party stuff ghost as far as we know that's which is, summer 2020 yeah which could be anywhere from june through the end of september yes yeah so 
October could that would be crazy, but I could see it happening. I think they want to get they want to sort of piggyback Black Friday in some capacity because yeah, you want to line up closely with that. But, yeah, but then you also have people buying games if that's the case. Black Friday is November twenty seventh. Okay. Oh, so, hey, hey, hey oh, oh, oh. September tenth. Oh. Ten ten twenty. Regardless of what territory you're in, there's or, no way they're going to no, be nine ten September. 20. Would it? What am I? Yeah, saying? September is the ninth. Never mind. Month. Forget. I don't. I was just, I'm going to say Q4, just out there. Just <laughs> Perfect. Q4. Brave. Q420. I am going to say November sixth, 2020, which is the first Friday of the month. Q, Q5, PlayStation Five. <gasps> yes, they create the secret their own. order. The, <laughs> it's a it's a leap decade. <laughs> Trapped like in Toyota the walls thought. and ceilings <laughs> between. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mark Harry Potter door. Mark Surdy rips a hole in time, and he goes, "If you want the PlayStation Five, you'll Follow have to come me. get it." It's I that think, weird floor from being John Malkovich. <laughs> I think yeah. I honestly think it's going to be November. I think that like the December, uh, the December Christmas mindset is not to be passed off. Yeah. I think that it's going to be November. I think. Wait, wait. What is it? America always confuses me. Eleven twenty. Wait. It would be yes. Eleven. Eleven month of the year. Yeah. Okay. Month eleven twenty twenty. Yeah. I think uh, I'm gonna stick with November twelfth for the PS5, and I think that Xbox is gonna launch the week earlier on the sixth to mm-hmm. sort of just be like, right, guys? Yeah. Huh? They we're, were here first. They yeah. were a week in be- uh, between last yeah. time. Yeah. I I really think they're gonna do that again. Uh, and yeah, I'll stick with November sixth, Max. And also think about price. because I've already given like, Q5. like four suggestions I'll here, one off. of which was impossible. The other was just wrong. And- Give five suggestions. Yeah. PlayStation oh, 5. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, while you're thinking about that, the price point. Let's say there is only one model of the PS5 because of right now, we don't know. Series X implies they're going to do 30 different Xbox. 499.99. 499.99. I think that, like, I can't argue with that. Like, yeah. that's, a, I think that's, that's the no-brainer. It's going to be more expensive, obviously, than the PS4 was at launch it's a more powerful machine it's doing a lot more it's going to be a little mini pc just like the xbox series mm-hmm. x and, and it's going to be competitive with the xbox series x so i think 499.99 yeah max yeah yeah i don't know maybe they'll do the 399 thing again but it doesn't seem like I, stuff gets more expensive you know yeah the hardware would, seems too yeah, powerful they would yeah. take a huge a huge bath on that one <laughs> yeah I, it's a ryzen zen 2 chip with threading there which you go. costs they got to get all the threads there's like eight <laughs> of them i think this is a lot of threads i'm just to be slightly <laughs> different i'm gonna say 449 oh i think because mm. if both consoles go for 500 or each of them, maybe the Series X isn't 500, but they have a console that's 500. I think Sony will want to undercut because I do think they saw the value in being cheaper. But I do also think Sony likes money and doesn't want to undercut too much. Let mm-hmm. me ask you then. Do yes. you think there will be one single primary SKU or will there be Two? several like the Xbox? I think they will try to go for one. Yeah. D- Same. Uh, they might pivot. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they... There'll probably be, you know, a different terabyte hard drive that maybe you can get and things like that. But I I think they're going to go for one SKU right now. Which may mean we get another a PS5 Pro quicker mm-hmm. because they want to match up to the Series X depending on the Gulf. But I think they will have just one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think they have that PS5 Pro in their back pocket for a year or two in yeah. when when the the parity is is definitely not as, where they want it to be across the board. Yeah. Uh we know what to call a PlayStation 5. It's a PS5. If they have one PS5, I think it's much smarter to be like, "Hey, how much is it? What is it? When does it come out?" It's just for people who are kind of more casual fans or prospective gift buyers, like that's very easy to understand whereas 
like if you have multiple entries in the Series X at different price points and then you have to have a conversation with the guy at Best Buy and mom's scared of that. Mom doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I sort of I've, I've kind of been predicting is that I think that PlayStation is going to play it much more safe than Xbox when it comes to this, when it comes to the initial launch. Yes, absolutely. Well, they locked into a much smarter naming convention four PlayStations ago. And yeah. so it's been... It's been it's been nice to see them figure that out. And Xbox went to the 360 and then yeah. the one. So yeah, yeah it's been they, a bit of, of a different term. Uh, we're running around. a little short on time, so I want to quickly go through these. Uh, last two that I have. One is uh, for the PS5 launch lineup, predict one exclusive, and I'll take a game from a studio. You don't have to, if it you think it's a new IP, just give me the studio. And then one unannounced multi-platform game. So not any of those Ubisoft games, but give me one Sony first-party game or exclusive and one unannounced game that will be on both Series X and PS5. Wait, for launch? For launch. <sighs> um, I think we will get the new Spider-Man game at launch. Okay. That's that's pie in the sky, but I think yeah. that's that's their big one, and it's the one that we've been hoping for and predicting here, which is Spider-Man 2 or The Amazing Spider-Man or The Unbelievable Spider-Man, <laughs> and it takes place in New York City again, and it's wintertime. Which is I we, we came up with that on this show and I love it. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with it. And I think for multi platform, I think we're going to get a new Far Cry game. Not the biggest thing in the world, but no, I love but those games. I have a, a good time with them. One. Yeah. And it you, feels feels like a safe bet. UB does love launch. Yep. Uh Max, what about you? Um I think we're gonna get that the Crash Bandicoot. I think they're bringing that orange badger home to roost. <laughs> That was going to be one of mine. He literally has this animal name in his real name. It's his last that name. Sick purple frog is finally coming home to the box. It's where not you what Spyro it. is. He's <laughs> Maybe what if it's Spyro and Crash together at last, doing a good time together? They did all, that once. No, it wasn't but great. well, like a good one. Doing it I right. would love that. And Crash rides on Spyro. Aww. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I, don't, I, think that's, I think that's the exclusive. I think it's something like that. And then okay. Knack is there. but I think that's exclusive to your DeviantArt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mine would be one unannounced multi-platform game. I'm going to say the Harry Potter RPG Ooh. that we still, ha- WB has not said one word that that is even real. Oh, right. So we I, saw that leaked video. That leaked it. video. So if it still exists, if it is not just a dream that Barrett, Courtney and I are keeping alive, I think that thing will come to next gen. If that I, doesn't come out. That is the most elaborate fake leak ever. Yeah. Yeah. That was very impressive. And then another for- one of Harry's whimsical magical <laughs> spells. I think. I've never seen those. For one exclusive, (laughs) I'm going to say, because I want to put this out into the universe and have it come true, Gravity Rush 3. I think it won't be called Gravity Rush 3. I think it will be like Killzone Shadowfall and be like, Gravity Rush, whatever. But I think those are very pretty. (laughs) I like your title. Gravity Rush, whatever. Yeah. It'll be like Gravity Rush, Gravity Disappeared or something silly like that. But I think it will be, that's a very pretty series that a lot of hardcore Sony fans love but isn't super well known, but I think could be a great flagship. Here's how pretty our world can be. Here are the cool effects it can do because there's so much to the gravitational pull of the gameplay in that series. I think that would be a really cool exclusive to have that would cater to the hardcore. Nobody has named a like gorgeous yet... Uh, painfully hollow, futuristic racing game yet. That's, that's like you true. can't no, that's true. Yeah. One of those. That's true. I think for an exclusive, and I know that game company has subsequently secured independent funding, so not tied to Sony as they were. But like, I feel like Sony could perhaps lure them back. This is again like pie in the sky, uh, and they will come up with, uh, with some something beautiful, some sort of awe-inspiring game that also serves as a really nice tech demo. Flowers, the sequel to Flower. Right. Yeah. 
You know, something like that like yeah. makes a lot of sense. Like something that people are going to froth over because it's like that game company has pedigree, but also it it, it serves to show how amazing the I mean, technology they, they is. They dropped a new game this year, and we all stopped talking about it because it was on these things. Yeah, it was yeah. on phones. Uh, oh, I also own the Court of Owls. The Batman is fun. Oh, yeah. We're going to finally see that. I think that's a oh, pretty man, good Oh, man, I hope so. That's going to get a lot of people's attention because everyone loves Batman. Yeah. Yep. It would not surprise me if we saw that on one of Xbox's stages to yeah. kind of compete directly with Spider-Man. I do think we're going to... This E3 is going to be a lot about um, sort of piecemeal parts of multi-platform games being exclusive to one of the major shareholders. Like DLC every E3, of course. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's about owning that conversation and like the more and more Sony can be like, you're going to play Call of Duty on PlayStation 5. You're mm-hmm. going to play Batman on PlayStation 5 because of this, this, and this. Um, the, the better off they'll be at launch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and is there a multi-platform game? Oh, uh, from... Uh... I mean, I don't know. Like, there's nothing, I mean, aside from, obviously, the Ubisoft titles, this is why I don't think we'll see Far Cry, because, of, you know, I mean, I know it's, like, pie in the sky, but, like, I will. I think we're going to see one of the multiple uh, Ubisoft titles. I don't know. Something from EA? Skate? The next Skate? Ooh. Ooh. That's it. You know, EA would have to be crazy not to know how much people want Skate, but they also don't care what people want. And yeah. Yeah. Frequently, just they don't. What's the number one thing that everyone wants from them? Well, guess what? They're not doing it. <laughs> uh, they also haven't made that Mass Effect trilogy remaster. We've all uh, wanted pretty easily. Uh, I don't know. Drag and drop the Dead Space games. Throw yeah, a couple dollars uh, in the Dead hat. Space make a little money. Uh, last one, uh, just quickly to wrap up. PS4 has a lot of exclusives coming out this year. We've got Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Predator Hunting Grounds, as far as we know, console-wise, as well as Iron Man VR for PSVR. If they were to announce one more PS4 exclusive, Pie in the Sky, what would you like to see? Ooh. Man, this... Can be first-party, can be multi-platform, or third-party, excuse me, but a PS4 exclusive. Um, I want a sort of Last of Us Left Behind-style side story for God of War. That's basically just like a three-hour side quest with with the, some of the main characters that uh, sort of like it's kind of like a monster of a week thing. They just go off, upgrade the axes and shields a little bit, fight a big bad guy, and then it teases into where the story could go next, and then they go dark for a while. Just a little, just a little thing. Brock and Sindri store simulator. That's you a run great idea. Yeah. That is a great idea. I don't know if I'm like fully ready full of, for like a full-on sequel for God of War yet, but I do want some side story with those characters that sort of like removes the kind of big weighty levity from the end of the last game and just goes, "Hey, let's have a let's go kill that thing." It would be really <laughs> cool to see that gorgeous, gorgeous engine rendering a uh, just a storefront you couldn't go from <laughs> yeah. and just new characters would come up like amazingly rendered, and you're kind of like, "Oh, this is a little bit nerve wracking. I can't. I got to help them. I would like yeah, that armor. sell them stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if you do really, really good, you meet Kratos at the very end. He's like, "My axe broke." <laughs> I'd like to see um, a sort of Horizon Zero Dawn piece of DLC, story DLC that'll bridge the gap between that game and the inevitable sequel. Mm-hmm. There is, interestingly, I saw it, uh, it's coming out, I think, later this year, there is a Horizon comic book finally being made also yeah. that is supposed to introduce more story. Okay. I'm curious to see what that does. Uh, Max, what about you? Don't we have enough? We've got so, no. many, so many good things. Be greedy. So many more. nice things. Um, God, I don't know. I can't think of anything. There's so, like, there's so much already coming out. Yeah, no, I know. So it's it's going to be a great year. I would like 
Ratchet and Clank 2 slash the follow-up to the 2016. Um, I, especially with Insomniac in the fold, I want them to make Spider-Man, but I would love to see what they keep doing in bringing back that franchise and that bit of Sony history. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we wrap up, what are you doing next? What's in your pocket? (laughs) Max, uh, this is a segment we started doing recently at the end of last year. Max, what's in your pocket? All right. There's nothing too exciting this week. (laughs) Japanese chapstick for perfect moist lip. Enjoy full of moisture and cool sensation. A knife. The knife That's how you're back. always carrying the knife. In it. <laughs> it was a library card. And my keys. And your keys. Find out what's in Max's pocket in another future week whether it's that knife again or something else we'll find this out knife is named drifter like oh. it's that's the official name of the oh. knife, which is like a scary name no 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 that'd yeah. be really weird but it's just, i just think that's not good that's not, <laughs> it's not it's discouraged what's a better thing. name for a knife karen <laughs> i don't know open boxes like imagine <laughs> naming anything karen the uh, the the woman in the switch commercial that's right. Yeah. Karen, uh, please, in the comments of the show, either on IGN or on YouTube, please write in with your predictions for the questions that I just asked the rest of the panel, and we'll read some of those on next week's show. If you have your own thoughts, you can also write into beyond at IGN.com with any of your responses to that. Other questions for the show, uh, unfortunately, I reached out to the YouTube community. We didn't have time for questions this week, but we'll ask some of them in later weeks. But if you have anything else you want to contribute to the show, including a memory card story, which we're about to read one before the show ends, please write to beyond at IGN.com. Lucy, do you have to leave? All right, please do. Uh, Lucy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Before we finish, though, one memory card story. Memory card is a segment we started doing last year, which you write into beyond at IGN.com. Please write in with the subject line memory card. And we'll read off your funny, weird, happy, sad, weird, whatever memories of your PlayStation and gaming life. This one comes in as one of the first ones we got this year. It comes in from Ben from the UK. Ben in the UK wrote, Beyond, I've been listening to the Beyond podcast regularly through my headphones for the last year while at my work desk, and I've heard many an intriguing memory card. So I figured it would be time to share my own. It's even one that Brian may particularly enjoy since it's about my own experience with the spectacular Bloodborne. Yes. And we can't let we a week go by. We almost went the whole episode I know, that saying Bloodborne. I'm so glad we said it. I didn't want a week to go by without it. So I received Bloodborne as a gift, Ben wrote, from my parents not long after release in 2015. Unfortunately, due to beginning a rather full-on and intense final year at university and my own admitted lack of patience with the game, I didn't get good and eventually traded in my copy for another game, a decision I admittedly regretted down the line and wished to revisit. Cut to nearly three years later. In February 2018, my grandfather unfortunately passed away from a long illness. This being the first major death in the family since my childhood, I was shocked and unsure how to grieve. I tried to remain strong and carry on as normal. In March 2018, Bloodborne became one of the PS Plus games for that month. Wanting a project to take on for my mind, uh, to take my mind off the situation, I set my mind out to conquer the game and downloaded it to my PS4 the day after the funeral. I don't know whether it was my slightly more mature mindset or my goal, but I instantly fell deep into the game, grinding hours and hours before defeating defeating the cleric beast, welcoming each death as a lesson to learn and experience. I found each play through the various areas to be strangely cathartic, and each boss down felt like a real achievement. I eventually gave the game three playthroughs to collect various weapons and endings, as well as to encounter more of the hauntingly whimsical characters and storylines. I don't know if you, that's what that word whimsical? means. Whimsical? Yeah. I don't think it's something yeah, we'll, we'll let him have it. <laughs> I eventually achieved the Platinum Trophy, and it remains my proudest Platinum on my profile so far. The process took around seven or eight weeks, and at the end, I felt a sense of relief and also emptiness. This game had my complete attention and had allowed me to better understand life and death in its own way. We came, uh, what came next was a sense of acceptance and understanding into the inevitability of life. 
Bloodborne remains one of my games of the generation and is an instant recommendation for anyone new to PlayStation if you're willing to put the time in. Hope you're all well, and I wish you a happy 2020 from Ben in the UK. That's wonderful, but if I feel like recommending that to anybody new to PlayStation is like, oh, you're going to New York? I recommend getting mugged. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. not, that's like, okay. I mean, Try it is, Spider-Man first, maybe. It is an interesting sort of like approach to uh, the grieving process to just have a giant black screen that yells, you died. Yeah, yeah. over and over. Yeah. yeah, but I'm glad that that game helped you. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have written in about how games have been cathartic in their lives, and I really appreciate all of you sharing those things. I know they can be personal stories and hard to tell, but I and the whole cast here appreciate so much that you're all willing to share. Again, if you want to share one of your own stories, we have plenty to read, but please keep sending them in. They're so great. Uh, and we, I read every single one. I know this, some of the staff here wants to not hear it until it's on the show, but I do read everyone. They all are incredible. So thank you so much for sharing. Please write in to beyond at IGN.com with the subject line memory card. And we'll continue to read those each week on the show. But otherwise, that wraps up our first recorded episode of 2020, Beyond Episode 625. We've done it. They're making a new PlayStation. They are, and we're going to be covering it. Bandicoot is back, baby! I believe it. You believe it. That orange horse is riding into the sunset (laughs) once again. Oh, so you can talk about horses, but I can't. I thought we could agree on this. What if they brought him back and he was a horse? I'm 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 in, man. I'm in. A big orange horse with jeans. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Give me that game. 2020, the year of bandicoots and horses on Podcast Beyond. I firmly believe we'll continue that through the rest of the year. Anyway, if you've joined us, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're new to the show, welcome. Please stick around for other episodes. If you're uh, returning to the show, welcome back. Please stick around for other episodes. Um, Either way, we're sorry for this episode. It's we're, it's just a little rickety, a little rusty around the edge. I had a blast. I hope you guys also, did too. Also, it's, it's okay that Lucy left. Somebody got very mad at us one time because we like stormed off in the middle of an episode. We have so many meetings we're, in this like, place. We, do you think if we do the show for three hours, we didn't have anything else to do? I'm supposed yeah. to be in a meeting right now. I didn't even go to it. Yeah. What was the meeting? Am I in it? Yeah. Oh, it's crap. Fun. We're both in a lot of trouble we're when we busted. walk out Oh, no. Okay, let's the cops. Go. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening and watching. They'll leave as I say our goodbyes. Uh, we love you. Happy 2020. Happy new PlayStation year. Beyond. Beyond. Hope you he's can old. find us all on Twitter. I'm at JM Dornbush. Max is at Maxcoville. Brian's at Agent Bizzle. Lucy's at Luce O'Brien. Red, our producer. Red, what's your Twitter handle? I actually don't know. Come, come to the mic. Come to the mic quickly. Max is still here in the ba- in the shadows. Brian, I just got out of the meeting. This nemesis. Uh, Wait, the, you can't the you can't just wow. leave and come back with you, Jeffro Tall. <laughs> Thank you, Red. Uh, this show is just a train wreck now. Thank you for listening. I'm at JM Dorbush. Uh, this show goes live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com, youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, and your favorite podcast services around the world. Thank you so much for listening up until this point in the show. And as always, horses. What just beyond. What if we just we just we just kept going? Yeah, we just after going. the this is the after show. Welcome. Fire us? I have a meeting in like five minutes, but we can keep going. I said the goodbyes, but yeah, what do you guys want to talk about? I think we're actually, if we stay in here for five more minutes, we will miss our entire meeting. And it, that's, that's better that's than fine. showing up in the last five Yeah, people don't right, like that as much. The, anyway, welcome the, back to the show. Alone, all right. Right. See, so we this don't have to go to Jeff that Rotol's meeting. Yes. Back oh, yeah. Why do you keep saying that? What is, what is he? That's not even one man. Ian Anderson was the name of the man. Yeah, the guy who played the flutes that I want like. Okay. Yeah, they won a Grammy for best heavy metal album, but that's not a heavy metal. That's Why don't like, you win a Grammy for Shut Up? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best rock nominations at the Grammys now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, what are you guys so, playing? Yeah, we should do that. You want to do that? Time, but yeah, what are you guys playing? I've been playing uh, Remnant from the Ashes, which is on sale on PSN right now, and it's on Game Pass as well if you don't want to spend the money and you have an Xbox. Dark Souls with guns. Yeah, is which is like, that's it. the elevator pitch, yeah. and that totally sold me, and I'm totally into it. Max, I, I really want you to play this game. 
I think you'd really, really dig it. I'll check it out. I still got to beat up that dumb spider in Bloodborne. Who, Rom? Yeah, I'm stuck yeah, on he's him. A, he's a, a big... I don't like water. I don't like spiders. Rom? I don't like yeah. when it's okay. overcast. Yeah. He has a cute name. I don't like emulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What Are you still working your way through Bloodborne? Were you playing anything else over there? No, I need to get back in there. Um, I didn't play much over break. Uh, there's a phenomenal... I'm not a pinball game guy at all, but there's a game <laughs> called Demon's Tilt that is basically like like heavy metal Castlevania pinball, and I found myself playing a good deal of that yeah. over the break, surprisingly. I'm like way more in a video pinball than I am in a like physical pinball for some stupid Yeah, reason. me too. It's much quieter. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not quite as much banging and crashing. Also, I feel like I can get better at it. I've never felt like I've gotten better, better at real-life pinball. Yeah. But maybe it's just the way the games are programmed, but like I played the hell out of Pokemon pinball back in the mm-hmm. day for the Game Boy. That was like a constant for Dude, me. I was super into Metroid Prime pinball for some odd reason, which is like the oh. worst Metroid Prime game. <laughs> But well, there is Federation Force. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so you're good there. <laughs> All it's right. The second worst. The second. <laughs> uh, Overbreak, I played through, uh, my girlfriend and I together in one night went through all of Return of the Oberdin. Oh, which, I started that. Uh, yeah. Uh, which Tom Marks has t- evangelized on the show. It came out in 2018. It's now available on all platforms. Uh, if you are into adventure games or mysteries or like an Agatha Christie fan, if you like Knives Out, play this game. It mm-hmm. is it genuinely went from like a game I was like, all right, I'll play this because Tom really loves it. Let me give it a try to like one of probably my favorite games of all time, at least this generation. Yeah, it, it sor- was so fun. It sort of looks like if the if the original Game Boy could render 3D graphics yeah. and you basically go along and you solve murder mysteries of this entire ship crew that's been killed and it keeps cutting back to this basically giant like photo or illustration of all of them, but all their faces are blurred out and the more you learn about them, their faces become clear. Yeah, each and, time you, yeah. you go to, you find where the corpses were on the ship and you then get put to the last like 30 seconds of their life and you hear what happened, you hear the weapon that killed them Yeah, and then you see that scene pause. It's a little bit like, like a giant video game version of Clue where yeah. it's kind of like, Admiral Greg got killed with a pool stick on the back by, you know, Colonel Chris. Yeah, and it's got this really funny thing where oh, you do their have, names are better than the ones you have to figure with. out what killed them, who they were, and all that sort of stuff, and by who, and or by whom. And the funny thing about all that is there is a bit of guesswork. Like the game openly at the beginning says you will have to guess some of these details. Like everything is not told to you. Mm-hmm. But as you're doing all this guesswork, you'll realize something that you saw at the top of the ship relates to something all the way at the bottom, and then actually helps you solve three other murders. And the the cool thing about the revelations of the game is you don't know if you're correct until you have three correctly guessed murders. So it's all in trip triplets. So there are like 60 total murders in the game. Yeah, and, and there's there's kind of a domino effect to it where like yeah. it's pretty tough early on to figure out who did what or who is what. Yeah. Um but after a while you solve one of them which leads to you figuring out another one, another yeah. one. They sort Process of all of elimination. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of went like domino rally with that. <laughs> Sort of process of elimination yeah. of dominoes. Uh, yeah. You so shoot the dominoes. We played all that in one night. It was really fun. We we were drinking at the time, so by the end of it, we were a little bit of just like, yeah, he has to be him. He has <laughs> that has to be it. And we were wrong, but we eventually went through it. Uh and he then, looks like a stabber. Yeah. He looks like a John. And then the last the thing that I've been playing most of break, I have become a true gamer. I play Fortnite now. Yeah. I've been playing Fortnite well, every aren't day. You young and break. Hip. I am, let me tell you. Um no you got my, any V Bucks? I do. I actually have at least 600 V-Bucks. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's good or not. I think um, no, that's actually that. It's not, it's not great. It's okay. Um, my girlfriend and I started playing on Christmas Day because we were looking for something to play. We didn't end up having plans, and we uh, saw that split screen had come out. So you can mm-hmm. play the game in split screen on, I think, PS4 and Xbox. 
And so the two of us could play together and we were playing, you can really only play duos in that case, but we were playing together and it just became this fun thing of where, okay, let's lance her on the map and try to survive as long as possible because my girlfriend is an admitted not great shooter, but she loves to scavenge for things. She's great at finding stuff in games. So she would help hunt for things while I'm making sure we're not getting gunned down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been playing every day and it's been a really fun loop of just going in, trying to fill out our punch card of medallions. That you I, get. I like unabashedly love Fortnite. Yeah, I know it gets a lot of flack because it's tremendously popular and a lot of annoying children play it loudly and fart and stuff like that <laughs> but uh like i don't know i played like big burly big boy games with blood and guns like you know bloodborne and remnant and Sekiro and stuff like that but for- fortnite's fun as hell i yeah. played like 60 70 hours of that game on my paternity leave it's just it's it's really fun to like just drop in and start shooting stuff and even if you're not killing everyone you just do objectives and like yeah. find letters and do little quests there's and so many objectives stuff. and they just we were playing especially because of the star wars stuff and my girlfriend wanted to get the kylo ren suit which i think i said this off the air but watching kylo ren do the emotes is one of the worst things ever there's, that's so scary it's a game i i have enjoyed playing so much and yet hate seeing what they've done to kylo but uh that was really fun and the lightsabers the combat with the lightsabers was surprisingly fun mm-hmm. like it was a really really fun star wars game yeah in addition to jedi fallen order last yeah year. I, I really dig it i i got a lightsaber and my character was wearing like a air jordan ones from their last big brand celebration yeah. of synergy and money <laughs> and partnerships yeah uh and i'm like man this is extremely my ish yeah um so that i was surprisingly uh hooked on that for the break but uh as we ramp into january max i know for you and me dragon ball z kakarot oh, is coming so to play that. next week right I think uh, the what, what, or maybe the what week, week after is it's it? the Tuesday after I think it's soon oh no I have a meeting that week um, oh no <laughs> <laughs> or no yeah it's Friday the 17th so next Friday that's gonna be awesome yeah we um, have that yeah um, I'm very excited to play that Journey to the Savage Planet comes out at the end of this month that'll uh, be cool that um, I've done a few interviews with that that's um, Alex Hutchinson who did uh, Far, Far Cry 4 Far Cry. to Assassin's oh, Creed oh yeah, yeah yeah we did that Who's, interview together at E3 yeah he's a super funny dude he started the studio which actually just got scooped up by Stadia, Stadia. I think yeah, yeah this is still coming multi-platform mm-hmm. though. Yeah, yeah but it's uh, the way he described it was kind of like this is made for this is like an 8 to 10 hour game like yeah. it's kind of like this feels like a uh, as opposed to like a if you made an indie game with a triple A background like it's very much like this is I think he said it's like a game for dads. It's made for people who like maybe don't have time for a 60-hour open-world game. It's like an open-world-ish game where you fight monsters and kick little birds and mess around. And- yeah, uh, Joe Scrubbles recently did a preview of it. You should definitely read it. It made me go from, oh, I might check this game out to, oh, I should definitely check this Hell game yeah. out. Hell yeah. It's surprisingly funny. And then they also recently announced Kentucky Route Zero, the TV edition. So the full game is finally coming out. The first uh, chapter, it's a five-part game. First released, I think, 2013. Yeah, it's like uh, seven years. Mm-hmm. And so the final part five is finally releasing. So if you own it on PC, you'll get uh, chapter five. But it's also coming to all platforms. So finally, it'll be on consoles. It'll be complete. This is one of those games where I remember listening to IGN podcasts a decade ago or like six, seven years ago. And Mitch Dyer would talk all about mm-hmm. Kentucky Route Zero. And I'm like, I'll play it when it's all done. I've been saying I'm going to play that game for almost my entire career. Yeah. Which is now you can. baffling. And yeah. now we can. Uh, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, it's already a crazy start to the year yep which is pretty great um so let us know what you've been playing we'll talk about uh everything that's coming out in the weeks to come we'll definitely please tell us your predictions for all the questions uh that i asked earlier in the show we'll read those out uh on next week's episode but thank you again so much for joining us on this episode thank and you thank yeah, you for thanks for sticking around yeah. anytime yeah. Po- podcast beyond, beyond official free dlc yeah, yeah. Um, for 99 cents, you can get the next few weeks of dlc the podcast beyond left behind <laughs> <laughs> beyond Beyond. Say it. Say it. Beyond. 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 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.